Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper. You know the rest. What's up, dudes? What's going on, man? What up, what up? How you guys been? Hey. We've been. It's, yeah. It's been busy, but we've been. We've been, you know. This morning, so it's a good day. It's a good day. It it is. And you know, we couldn't do a show unless we were all together. And I don't think any one of us is replaceable. But unfortunately. The attractions at Walt Disney World are replaceable. And over the years, we've seen things change, move, et cetera, right? Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, a ride that was canceled and maybe nothing is there now. I'm talking about a ride or a ride building that was there. Maybe it's reconfigured or reused or rehashed, uh, but uh, something has noticeably changed, right? And over the years, there's been a pattern there. So we thought maybe we would do a show on it. Ryan, John, tell tell our listeners what we're thinking. Yeah, so the the idea of the show is we're really just thinking about talking about what used to be versus what's there now, right? So we don't need to go into all the little nitty gritty stuff, right? But like some of the old major attractions uh, that have since been replaced, and the rides that now replace them. And we're going to talk about, you know, the benefits or the positives and negatives of both. And we're going to maybe perhaps get into an agreement or a disagreement about which one's better uh, and why. Um, so that was kind of the the thought that we had, I think, going into this show, John. Yeah. Yeah, no, that definitely was. I mean, basically, it's like Ryan said, it's more of a compare and contrast and which one's better uh, in simplest form. I mean, is it new school or is it old school? Which which one was the better? Again, most Disney fans are probably going to lean towards the old school way, but I'm sure there's going to be a few that uh, new school might win out. Um, again, you got two newer school guys versus an old school guy, so it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds here. Yeah, I was going to say we all know where where Carl's going with. Not that. really. You know, I'm more amenable to change than you guys want to admit. So you're going to be surprised at my opinions here on some of these but you know let's kick it off since we are talking about old school with the original the original and first attraction to be ousted and replaced which caused you know quite the commotion on the interweb when it was uh first designed and that was mr toad's wild ride being replaced by the many adventures of winnie the pooh I mean, that was the first, right? That was the OG swap out that started the trend of, you know, IP to IP, or sometimes we're going to talk about non-IP to IP. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on Mr. Toads versus a pile of poop? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the poop jokes have started. I, I think it was a real stinger for my buddy up there in Boston. Um, I mean... Listen, I, to me, that ride doesn't matter, right? And this is coming from the Winnie the Pooh fan and the Tigger fan, right? To, the, to me, that ride doesn't matter because I'll be honest with you, both of them suck, okay? They, the, neither one of them is great. But if I'm going to have um, if I'm gonna have to make an opinion on this, I am going to lean Winnie the Pooh. And the biggest reason why I'm going to lean Winnie the Pooh is not because of my affinity for Tigger. It's because they made more improvements beyond just the ride, and that was really in the queue. They made massive improvements in the queue in terms of entertaining the littles while walking through the queue to get on that ride. 
And that was one of those one of those original rides where they really like said, okay, let's let's spice it up a little bit so the kids aren't climbing all over mom and dad and crying and whining and all that good stuff. Um, so I think that was a good reason as to why they, you know, why I lean that way. Um, but if you go to Disneyland and you go to Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Disneyland and you close your eyes, you're on the same exact ride. Right. I mean, it's it's literally the exact the doors open in the same places. It's got the same creepy mirrors in the room. Like everything is the same about it, except for the car that you're in and the theming around you. But it, it's they didn't change the track at all. Um, so, yeah, it's just a re-theme. Yeah, I so um, I'm kind of biased here because I shockingly never rode Mr. Toad's. Um, way Too back scary. No, I just, as a young kid, I just never did. Um, for whatever reason, I never did. Um, I've been on who multiple times. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's get all yeah. the poop jokes out. Carl loves them. I know he does. Like the, the look on his face, folks, is is, is wonderful. It, He's regretting even bringing this one up right now. <laughs> get it to get out of the way, like you said, Ryan. Get it all out of the way now. Um, <laughs> Um, but Ryan made, you made valid points at that. The, the queue is what sets this apart from other attractions, especially all the interactive elements, all that. I've been through the queue with younger, younger children, and it really does truly help the wait standing in line with the queue. It makes it so much better. Um, yeah, the ride's nothing amazing. It's got some cool elements. It's great for those crazy fans of Winnie the Pooh. Um, I know when I'm at Disney very shortly here that this is an attraction that I will be on with my son and my son is going to love it because he's picked up a very new love of Winnie the Pooh um, and all the characters. So I can't wait to see his reaction to this one and how his enjoyment and excitement with it. So yeah, I mean, that's where I'm leaning on this one. But again, it's a very biased opinion. Crystal Palace and to this ride and your vacation's complete. I mean, there is a Crystal Palace reservation, not by my choice, but there is a Crystal Palace. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean not by your choice? you got to take them to see that. You kind of BS no, I, is I, that. Agree, I agree. I think I got a bad experience the last time I ate there. The food did not impress me. and that's Dude, it. you don't that's go for the food to Crystal Palace. You go to get a big hug from Tigger. That's what you yeah. put. Come on, John. Come on, John. You can get the chicken fingers in the kids' bar, okay? It doesn't matter what the food is. A little mac and cheese and you're good to go. Truthfully, though, and I'm not going to sidebar too far, that is one of the better character experiences for kids. All right. Even so if they at, don't know the character. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you guys. So, but, yeah. But so, look, at Winnie the Pooh is a better... Mr. Toad's Dark Ride, you know, Wild Ride, was the epitome of a dark ride from the 50s and 60s that every amusement park had. If you went to any amusement park that had sort of a haunted uh, ride, it all en ended with you dying and going to hell, just like the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, right? So that was the thing. I remember as a kid riding that, and it was so cool because of the oncoming train, that special effect. But that's just a classic old Sally Dark Ride, um, you know, configuration there there's nothing special about it there was nothing it wasn't a popular the time was right that 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 was an old movie that wasn't popular lost its following um was barely appropriate in the 1955 when they did it right it was so but i but i i have a confession here i think the replacement for the ride and the action of the honeypots and the special effects in the ride make that worthy and i have later on they did the queue right much right. later right. years and years later and i have not been on winnie the pooh since they've updated the queue the queue and and i probably will never go on it either right unless maybe i bring a granddaughter one day but um yeah so i mean i agree with you but um it certainly did start a rumble and it certainly did i think it opened up disney is saying wow when we do these things we have to appreciate our fan base to some degree and watch the changes we make. So I think it's interesting as we go through the rest of the list, did Disney really learn from that experience or did they say, we're going to do what we want to do. We don't care about you, Mr. Fan base. Right. So, so two quick things on this uh, before we exit this topic. Number one, 
you will ride again. You said that you would never go on Little Mermaid. You went on that with us too. So <laughs> you will go on it. And number two, uh, I don't do psychedelics, but if I did, I'd have to say Winnie the Pooh would also be pretty phenomenal. <laughs> so for those who haven't been on it, lots of neons, lots of ghostly figures. <laughs> it, it's You can tell that the creator may or may not have been having some fun <laughs> prior to designing that ride. I like the potential of this better than bringing drinks into Turtle Crush for a drinking game. So there is some potential here. Okay. So drop an acid going to Winnie the Pooh. That's how we get Carl on Winnie the Pooh. All right. All right. Uh, so that's the plan next trip. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, let's stick around the, the Magic Kingdom and talk about some other things that were replaced there. Um, you know, there is a ton of stuff that's been changed and replaced in Tomorrowland, one of your favorite areas of the park, Ryan. What do you think? Want to take a crack at a couple of them? Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm going to go real OG, too. And here's a triple threat. If You Had Wings was replaced by Delta Dream Flight, which was replaced by Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. Change after change after dramatic change, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to say this was a much improved enhancement to what was there, changing with the times. And that again, it's because of the technology of the ride, right? And the and the special effects and everything else, not just fun, because of the IP. And the fun factor. The fun right? factor. The, the yeah. fun factor for sure on that ride, because that's one of those rides that you can do at one years old or you can do at 70 years old and you're going to have fun, right? And that's and I think that's a, a, a really important part of Disney, right? Is being able to have that multi-generational experience where grandpa and grandson or grandpa and granddaughter can sit next to each other on the same ride, no matter their ages and both enjoy it equally. Um, and I think Buzz Lightyear is the epitome of that. I think they do a really good job of that. Um, kind of like, and this didn't replace anything, so I don't mind throwing this in there too, but it's kind of like, kind of like uh, Toy Story Mania, right? Uh, they took that concept from Buzz Lightyear and it was so successful that they repeated it and updated it and put it in a different part uh, of Disney World and, and Disneyland. Made it better. Uh, and, and Yeah, made it better, made it much better. It's Because you know what Toy Story Mania replaced? Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh yeah, nobody cares. Um, yeah, so I, 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 yeah, I, I, for, I forgot that even exists. Yeah, right. So I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that's just like that's the double. There's there's two wins for Pixar right there in two different parks, right? And it proves it because Universal stole the idea too, right? Universal ran over and did the uh, Men in Black, right, which is the same concept as well. So. Um, you know, and now minions too. So and now they're doing it with minions. So it's a it Buzz Lightyear proved itself, and it's been used over and over since. So yeah, no question in my mind. All right, kick it around Tomorrowland. Some other stuff that's been replaced two or three times. I mean, we could talk about how there's an empty space wow. right now. Tomorrowland. I, I, I think that's. I, I think that empty space has has a lot more controversy there with being an empty space and anything yeah. else right now. So yeah. Mission to Mars was the original, OG. Alien Encounter, very controversial. And then Stitch's Great Burp. Yeah, Great Escape. No, his Great Burp. That ride was just, this, yeah. it was nothing but a belch, that ride. All I know it was a, I about- mean, it was, a cheap, it was a cheap overlay to fix them to fix a big major oops yeah. and trying to recover from it that's really what that was my sister had severe childhood trauma on alien encounter like like she refused to do anything scary dark haunted ever again after she did that my father found it hilarious at the time and now i think you know looking back 30 years later he's like i may have damaged my daughter you know so uh but seriously that that was rough man that was rough so you know, it's almost worth keeping it empty after that mistake, right? Like just just put an RIP sign outside of it and just call it a day. Um, but it's an unused space. Uh, truthfully, we've talked at length about how Tomorrowland needs to be improved, and that's an easy way to do it. But you know, I just look at if you look at Space Two Twenty, it's a variation of what Mission to Mars was, right? That central thing, seeing you take off from the Earth, looking down on it, you were all seated instead of standing. But um, I would have rather seen them take either of those back. 
when Stitch when Stitch failed, right? Um, and I don't know why capacity is a problem, especially in Tomorrowland. Don't understand it. Just you know, you make a mistake. Either you lay an egg, you either step back and look at it and admire it, or you clean it up and lay another egg. <laughs> you know, so that's just to me a travesty on on everything that's happened there in an empty space. If you can't, with a talent at Disney, you've got to think of something to either fix that, bring it back, improve upon it, or like you say, do so, something else. But there's an example where, quite frankly, all three of those are losers now. Yeah, I mean, again, it's prime real estate, especially in Tomorrowland. Again, you mentioned it. It needs, the whole area does need a replacement but that's a prime space to put something in there that's going to suck the crowd in, whether it be a show, whether it be a simple, smaller attraction, whatever it may be, the space is there to suck in that large crowd. Now, I don't know what it could be because you've already got a, sh you've already got a show right across, right across the streets um, with lap floor. So I don't, I don't know. Does it make sense to put another show there? I don't know, but something needs to go there. It really does. There used to be two attractions that were, you know, would take a lot of people through them, right? In those places. And it would clean out that entranceway to Tomorrowland, right? So that's the other problem I have. Circle Vision, America the Beautiful, right? Transformed into the Timekeeper which transferred into Monsters, Inc., Laflor. okay? In this case, I think the winner is in the middle with Timekeeper. Robin Williams, you know, I-360, that whole story, it fit into the new Tomorrowland of the time, was brilliant, was funny, used the technology of that theater a lot more interesting than what was there because other shows had been at Epcot and, you know, was kind of old hat at that time. When it first came out in the 70s, that was an amazing thing, right? But it was just overdone. There was just too many movies at Disney. But Timekeeper was the answer. Monsters, Inc. is an embarrassment. I mean, it's an embarrassment. That That's something you'd see at a Six Flags somewhere. I mean, I get the point of why they did it, especially with Monsters, Inc. being so immensely popular as an IP. It did make sense. Did it make sense going to Tomorrowlands? I don't think so, but I can't think of anywhere else that would really fit very well for that. They needed the stadium that could host the capacity for the attraction. Uh, I'm going to start by saying I agree. I, you know, I don't really like the placement of it. I don't, the show is fine. I don't want to say it's a total embarrassment. What I'm, do you mean the show is fine? The show is an embarrassment. The show has taken the <laughs> world. Look, at here's what the show did, right? It took the classic humor of the Jungle Cruise and says, oh, everybody likes dad jokes. Let's do a bunch of stupid dad jokes and corny stuff and throw it in Tomorrowland. Okay. But that's that's Monsters, Inc., though. That's, right, that's Monsters, Inc. And it, like, let's be honest with you. You replaced Robin Williams with his best friend, Billy Crystal, is all you did. You just painted up Billy Crystal to make him look green, okay? Because that's what it is. That's what it is. That's his humor. That's his shtick. That's his his style, wow. right? That's an all-time great comedian. Now, again, I don't want to say that it's great. I'm not going to sit here and uh, I'm not going to, listen, if you want to poo-poo it, feel free, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. All I'm going to do is say, I ducked in there when it was raining and I laughed a couple of times, right? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fine, right? I believe Tomorrowland deserves better than just fine, right? It deserves much better than that. So I don't like it there for that reason, but I would love to see a Monsters, Inc. ride there. I would love to see, Mon and I'm okay with Monsters, Inc. being there with the technology of doors and transportation and monsters, and, and it can, you can make it fit there, just not that show. <laughs> That's all. That's all. It is. It's a big loser. That whole thing is a big loser. It's it's even the Robin Williams show wouldn't fit today. So you would have had to replace it anyway. Right. But again, it's just I don't know. It's just adds to the disappointment that is Tomorrowland. I hope our listeners see where we're going here. I think they saw where we were going about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're going next to Epcot which is another place, which is 
a ramshackle of replacements. Are we just going to completely skip over 20,000 leagues under the sea? and and, yeah, well, look at, and Okay, 20,000. I, I think hard over the sea. Very butthurt. Wait a minute. 20,000 leagues over the sea became Pooh's play, thoughtful, playful spot and then became the Seven Dwarfs mind train. Correct. Right. And also, and also Little Mermaid, that little area is all part of new fantasy right. land that that was created after yes. 20,000 leagues got tossed. So 20,000 or the combination of seeing Ariel and her puka shells, uh, and then also the ride with Ariel, <laughs> and then also Seven Doors Mine Train, right? So um, I, I'm just gonna, I don't want us to leave until we talk about this one, because I think people will there's another big one that's not complete yet that I'm not going to touch with a 10 foot pole. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but this one, this one, I think, I think our fans might want to hear about. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say the Nautilus scared the crap out of me. I felt claustrophobic. And, and for that reason alone, I'm totally fine. I could care less what they replaced it with. I'm just okay with them filling it in with concrete and being done. I know a lot of people would disagree with me on that, but, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train is wildly popular. I'm glad it didn't remain just a playground. I'm glad they did more than that, right? But uh, uh, it's wildly popular. Little Mermaid was popular when it first came out. Now it's an easy five-minute queue every time you want to go. Uh, and who doesn't like Ariel? Look, at we. besides the technical and expense problems with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was a big factor in deciding to change that, the technology, when it was built in 1971 versus the other technology in the park, it day one didn't age well. So the level of the animatronics in the Jungle Cruise or in the Haunted Mansion and later the Pirates, even the Country Bears, was better than the level of the animatronics in 20K because of the challenge of doing it underwater. They would have been better off throwing a ton of live fish in there, which would have been way ahead of its time and sharks and everything else for you to see in that lagoon. So although people have nostalgia for it, um, it, it needed to go and Seven Dwarfs is an improvement. But the question becomes is, is it an improvement at the cost of removing Snow White and replacing that with a bunch of places to go see princesses? I say nay, nay, right? <laughs> nay, nay, he says. He says nay, nay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a chain, right? To your point, Ryan, something went and something got improved, but also it had a ripple effect of changing something else. So, and that's what started driving fans crazy on this stuff. Yes, Seven Dwarfs is not my favorite spot in Fantasyland, but it's better than both things that were there. But Ariel's not better than 20K. If it was just Ariel and Eric and a meet and greet, I would say bring back 20K. But Nobody said anything about Eric. Nobody gives a crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Carl's thinking of, I guess. No, he's in the freaking ride that you dragged me on. I wasn't even there. <laughs> you guys got stuck I, on that. I didn't, I wasn't dra I didn't drag you on that. Yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> it was the other folks that dragged you on that. You just came along. I went to the bathroom and I came back looking for you. And I, I was told that you were dragged on. The yes. <laughs> it's true. I was dragged on. Yeah. Uh, good times. <laughs> Carl got stuck <laughs> under that seat. You weren't, kick, you weren't kicking and screaming, though. That's the only thing. Somebody you, you promised me a dole whip. <laughs> the best part about it is that Carl really did not want to go on it. And again, he did get dragged on it for those who weren't there. And then the ride broke down and he was stuck on it. <laughs> I was a poor, unfortunate soul. <laughs> uh, okay, now we can go to Epcot. Now we can go to Epcot. <laughs> By the way, the dueling Dumbos were better than Donald's boat. I'm just saying that too. But, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's yep. that's 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 totally. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of those in in Magic Kingdom where there's little ones like that that yeah. were replaced that aren't even worth talking about. Right. Okay, Epcot. You want to talk about the elephant in the room, John? What? Uh, what are you thinking about Carl's favorite ride here? I I thought for sure he was going to take the bait and go for Dreamfinder versus Figment. <laughs> when I said that, that. that's that's one that's one that maybe we'll touch on a little bit later but that's not 
that's not that controversial in my opinion. John's got to take his heart medication before we have that conversation. So, uh, so Carl, I'm assuming you are talking about the World Showcase, perhaps somewhere in the Norway Pavilion? Yes, sir, you are correct. Uh, I'm not familiar with the situation. Why don't you tell us all about it? So they had the manliest of man, doodliest of dudes, epic ride with Vikings and trolls and a storm through the Norwegian Sea. And they replaced it with snowmen and chicks singing songs. And a moose. <laughs> Don't forget the moose. <laughs> that is a very important part. I, you know what? I, I'm almost forgive Sven because he is kind of funny. But um, yeah, what were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? Yes, why were they not more inclusive of men here in Norway? <laughs> so, so Carl, could you could you say "Let it go" is what you? Oh man, to say? yeah, yikes! <laughs> I mean, listen, we've talked about this, right? Like. It's really a difficult position because this is one of those that's truly split 50-50. And it's really passionate on both sides of the argument, right? Because there is a classic non-IP ride, which is what Epcot was designed around. But on the same hand, you have a wildly popular IP that you know is going to draw, right? And it does. And it has ever since they put it in. And I've talked about this. There, for as much as we want to talk about it, you know, going to see the Vikings. It changed the attendance of Epcot. There's no question. Yeah. And going to see the Vikings, like, it was like, it was like Little Mermaid. You could get on five minutes, 10 minutes, no problem. Right. Nobody was lining up to go see that thing. And people only got mad once they got rid of it, you know. And, and then you put in, you put in Frozen Attraction and it's been what now? How many years has it been? Six, seven, eight years since they put that in? It's been, yeah, it's been quite a while now and it's still very immensely popular. It's still, it's even with the other improvements in Epcot that have come since then, the other rides that have been added since then, it's still on a regular basis, a 60 to 90 minute wait to go through that line. Uh, part of that is like like Peter Pan, right? It's slow loading, and that's part of the reason why it takes it takes so long to go through the line. But even still, that line is still almost even on slow days out the door, you know. So, um, would I prefer the old ride? Yes, yes, I would. Do I think it was a bad move by Disney? Quite the opposite. I think it was the right move by Disney. How about so, this? Can I just say? uh 2016 is when frozen opened seven years yeah yeah so seven years seven 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 years and it's still drawing it's still one of the rides that you have to tell your clients as an mvp like if you want to get on that ride you got to get there early right you know you got to get there early if you don't want to wait in the big lines right it's it's one of as of right now while guardian still has virtual queue and all that kind of good stuff it's still one of three rides that you have to choose if, when you're rope dropping. Which one do I want to go to? Uh -huh. And that's seven years later. I mean, test track, test track has stood the test of time. We can talk about test track more in a minute um, as well. But that's also partially because you got to get it before it breaks down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, um, and Remy's is going to fall off. That ride's just not that good. That that they, they've, that, they've already started to make improvements. Yeah. Well, Remy was an addition, so we're not even going to talk about it here, right? Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But but in comparison to the other rides that you have to rope drop for, it's probably still the number one out of those three. Yeah. I mean, what else are you rope dropping? Yeah, Soren has dropped off. You know the list. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. So, so Carl, drop like, Kava to tequila, though. Yeah, but wow, that doesn't open until two hours after Frozen. So you can do both. <laughs> you can you can rope drop both. I mean, Carl, I know I know you're you're ready to shake down the uh, the gate there and uh, find a way to break in, but that's not most of us. Uh, before I'm trying to educate you and bring you along, John, and. <laughs> Taking years, but someday, someday you'll see the light. So, so Carl, to your um, 
to your advantage here for the mailstorm, I don't know how this discussion came up the other week ago with my mom. Wait, did you oh, just mail call it the mailstorm? <laughs> did I? That's really fitting for the way Carl describes awesome. it. Right. Yeah, that, that, that is. I didn't realize I just did that, but yes. But it, <laughs> Anyways, it's I like was a Chippendale dance. And <laughs> exactly where I was going with that. Uh, anyways, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was having a discussion with my mom um, about our upcoming trip, and she she was starting to talk about Mailstorm and how I got to talk to your mom. Dude, I don't want to talk to your mom about Mailstorm. Okay, she wants yeah, to, she yeah. wants to go into the thunder down under. That's her deal. No, do not need to talk about that. No. Tell Anyways, us, talk, um, tell us what your mom said about Maelstrom. She's gonna yeah. go with your wife to Maelstorm. <laughs> oh my god, I can't While believe that. Finn <laughs> on. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, I was talking to my mom about the ride, um, and she she was not aware that it had changed to the Frozen overlay. Um, and I started talking about. It. She's like, "Oh yeah, it had the trolls. It had had all this, all the different elements. Yada yada." I'm like, "I'm like, you do realize that ride changed a while ago to a Frozen theme." She got very upset, to the point of Carl level upset when something doesn't go the right way. Upset. Did it you was tell her? Shocking. Did you tell her it's okay? There's still trolls. I I did I did mention that. Now at the same time, Frozen sing along was playing in the background for my son that she had put on, and it was the perfect time because it was Let It Go was playing in the background. I love I love it when a good plan comes together. Like there was no actual plan for that. Yeah, I know. I know. El Rio de Tempo was replaced by the Grand <laughs> Fiesta Tour, or was it? Moving on. Was it? Is the question. Was it really a replacement? <laughs> Not, Not really. Changed. Not really. I, you know, I, I love that attraction. I do mostly because it's a good one to go and get drunk and finish your night on and just a nice, easy way out of the, out of the parks. Um, Never a lot. Not much changed, right? A little IP, a little character action in there. I don't know. It's, I I'm fondly I fondly remember eating at San Helen San and Helen uh, restaurant and you know watching people go by in that boat. So there is a lot of nostalgia for me there. I do think that it could use an, an actual up update and 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 change. I really do. I, I for as much as I do enjoy it for the nostalgia, it's it didn't really change. <laughs> it didn't really change. No. No, the, the nostalgia is there. I mean, you did hit it on the point, Ryan. It it does need an update. It needs to be modernized. It is a nice ride at the end of the night to hop on and hopefully not tip the boat, where that's happened to us a few times, where the boat's almost tipped with the three of us, if either of you remember that. Yes, I do. But modernize, how do you modernize an Aztec pyramid? I don't think you really modernize that ride, you, right? You can, you can leave the pyramid. That scene. Yeah, you can. There's different scenes you can definitely modernize because you can definitely tell the age on it. You you can very easily flip that into a Coco ride, right? You you have the stage at the end where the three caballeros are playing. You could very easily put, you know, Coco up there, uh, 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 or you could put the kid up there with with his guitar right like like that's a really simple way to do it yeah. and there's video screens in there yeah so i mean you can if you don't if you don't want to use the video screens great put animatronics in but if you really want to make it simple that's pretty easy to change video screens right yeah. it wouldn't I, take I, I know a lot i know at one point a couple of years ago there were some serious rumors and some serious possible design renderings of that type of an overlay that i don't know maybe covid changed that plan because it was right before COVID or who knows what it was, but there was some serious legit discussion of that going on. The danger I, for it becoming if you put too much music in it and that from a musical show like that, there's a danger of it becoming a Mexican it's a small world ride and you don't want to do that either, right? So it's a it's a dilemma for them 
to really think about what they're going to do with it. I understand what you're saying, but if you look at the what you'd have to do to have various scenes of that movie play out through that ride, it would start to feel more like something else, you know, and yeah. that's the challenge. There's always, right, amongst Disney, there's always repetition, right? You know, sitting in that temple, watching those boats go, go by nostalgic is like being in Disneyland at Pirates of Caribbean, right? And there's, sometimes there's no such thing as a original thought. There's some revamps in there, right? So Disney has to be careful that everything doesn't start looking the same. We were just talking about Circle Vision 360 and how many of there are there. That's the challenge is that you need to push these Imagineers to really do something different. We should probably have a show on that. But um, but but that's that's a challenge. And, and the problem I have with the Epcot is that after Frozen happened, this happened, and it seemed to be a gratuitous IP play rather than a sincerely well thought out one. Had they gone straight to Coco, I'd probably have left less issues with it right now. Yeah. You know, that's that's just, you know, me being irrational and emotional. Because what really pisses me off is the Living Seas got bastardized with Nemo. Yeah, I have no problem with that one. That's it, ridiculous. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Uh, yeah. it's a, it's, it went from an educational one thing, and they stripped the entire show on the inside. They used to have divers going up through those tanks. They used to, I mean, there was so much going on. Well, they did, they did have some of that still going on, and then COVID changed it, and then they started to bring some of the divers back afterwards. But you're right, it's not at the same level. Not the same with the platform that you got in that two hundred percent, hundred percent demonstrations of what potentially could be undersea versus going in and seeing fake coral and Bruce the shark. I mean, it was just a cheap, again, Six Flags overlay. They should be in embarrassed no because we got turtle talk with crush which is awesome what do you you say that was you know i didn't say that was the problem because that attraction changed from itself and that's okay but i'm saying the living seas itself yeah you know i I don't have a huge issue with it i think it's a good way to bring an ip in that makes sense there i like the nemo ride at uh epcot a lot better than i like the one in in tomorrowland and Disneyland, uh, you know, which is using yeah. the submarines. Rehashed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think they need to uh, maybe even give it a, an update. It's getting pretty old now. Um, and some of the things, elements inside of it, you know, like when you go through the, the what do they call it? The jet stream with Crush and and with, uh, uh, you know, his, with, uh, why am I blanking on his squirt, right? Yeah. Like, and you're going through there. Like you can now see where the video screens are different from one to the next, and it kind of messes with you a little bit. Some of the animatronics don't work anymore, so it needs an update. Um, but I don't. I personally, I, I'm indifferent, but I don't have. So I don't really have an issue with it. I, I like the IP, so it doesn't bother me. More Epcot bastardizations of original attractions all right john it's time i was hoping this was not going to happen but it has to happen this it, is it part, do, it does, part of the it, show it does have to happen so for those folks who can't figure it out this is our friend figment that we're talking about here and uh there's multiple versions of the ride You've got your current version, which is it's good, it's okay, it's it's out of date. It needs it needs needs modernization. It needs a new theme. Or you've got the original version that had our friend Dreamfinder in it. Or you have version which I would call one point five, which wasn't as good as the original but was still somewhat better than what we have right now. Um, I personally never rode the original version, unfortunately, but I've seen the videos and I've seen what it was like. And I think that's better than what we have now. I'm sorry, this laboratory thing, it's cute, it works, but we need an update. We really do need an update for this ride. 
So the laboratory thing was meant to help bring in some other scientists in the Disney world, right? I mean, yeah, Flubber and uh, what's his name? Uh, Eddie Murphy's character. Oh, uh, it was Flubber. Yeah, uh, Flub, Flubber. And, but uh, you're talking about Moranis for I Shrunk the Kids. And- Mar- yeah, Rick Moranis. Because, yeah, yeah that, I think that was the intention. And frankly, the placement of where it is in Epcot, that makes sense to me. Uh, this is another one that I'm kind of indifferent on. I always laugh at the people that get like super like, oh, Dreamfighter was everything. Because I'm like, all right, like seriously, it's not that big of a deal um but okay, wait, wait wait i'm gonna just say i'm gonna venture to say jonathan said he never rode the original and i'm saying based on your age you probably never rode the original ryan um i did when i was young so yeah you were born the year epcot opened i was born the year epcot opened and i started when, going uh, to disney when pretty... did dream finder leave i started going to disney in 85 so uh Dreamfinder was 98. Really that long? Okay. Yeah. So I definitely I definitely did okay. when I was young. So for me riding that because that opened a little bit later than the rest of Epcot, it was a couple of months later or something. That attraction, that original attraction, epitomized what Epcot was in the day and epitomized Disney, right? You know, if you think about Disney and animation and imagination and everything. The color, the lighting, the quality of the animatronics, and that whole turntable that you went around with him, that that whole part was like a ride within a ride. Um, It set the tone for, wow, this Epcot thing, this future, this thing that they had planned so many years that was Walt's vision is really coming together, right? And so it was just so impressive of what, you know, the possibilities were right imagine the possibilities if given a free paintbrush what these imagineers could do once you left that section it was a better version of what's there today not too far off but just better quality lighting uh props everything and it was just at the same quality of the things that were going on there world of motion universe of energy incredible animatronics incredible special effects and it was just such a part and it's so anticlimactic now not just because dreamfinder is gone and you know, I know people are saying all about that but it's just the rest of the um it's just the rest of the production that is just so feeble sound clip for us right yeah sorry about that i was uh i was youtubing the original to look at it and i thought i was muted and i was not okay. <laughs> my bad yeah i mean it was just like it was i can remember going and even a few years later bring bring my parents who had never seen it and they were like wow you know um there was a major difference in between that and what we have now and it wasn't just because of Dreamfinder; it was the rest of the production the rest of the show the special effects that they had with color and lights and I think it was one of the first, it was sponsored by Kodak, uh, uh, an in-ride picture of yourself. You know, like taking a picture, not like get, getting and buying a picture afterwards. It actually took a picture of you in the vehicle and then further down in the ride showed you the picture they took of you sitting in the vehicle. But it was the first time no one else had had like a, a photo feature um, at, at Magic Kingdom or Epcot or anywhere. Anyways, should we move on? Yeah, I think it's time to move on. World of Motion became Test Track 1, became Test Track Present Day. Is there a theory? (laughs) I just heard John go. (laughs) (laughs) It threw up a little bit in his mouth. Yeah, uh, needless to say, uh, Test Track version one, I prefer much better than version two. Um, I really enjoyed the Test Track dummies and how that works much better than this modern 
over technological crap that they're doing right now with all that crap it's starting to get kind of out of date with what's there now and that didn't take that long the crash test dummy brought that comedic sense to it that made it i feel more enjoyable but there's a pattern here we've done this in tomorrowland now now we're doing a future world where it's one two three and i gotta tell you disney if you look at all of these and stack them up the third time is not necessarily the charm with a lot of these attractions right they get either progressively worse or the one in the middle is better or go back to the original but it's never the third incarnation of something yeah the hard part i think with this is that the the sponsorship right that's that's that makes a difference on some of these things too and this was a epcot everybody talks about um you know epcot and lack of ips but they failed to mention how many different things were sponsored at epcot there were a lot of sponsorships everything Kodak, uh siemens um gm for world of G- motion gm right like that's how they got away with not using ips yeah, is, united is, technologies for the living seas and right so for living with the land everything had a sponsor so when you have a sponsor right that means that you also have to listen to your sponsor if they want to change it so sometimes that's out of disney's control to a certain extent now I don't know what the contracts look like, right? I don't know how much creative control Disney put in there. Like, oh, we've got 100% or whatever. But it doesn't matter. If they're trying to keep sponsors, sponsors are going to input their opinions. And you got to listen. So I think that's important. I agree. I agree with you, though. World of Motion was good when it started. It needed to go. It needed to update. It needed to change. Test Track version one was great. Test track, test track version two, again, still wildly popular. There's still a lot of people that ride it and enjoy it. Those who didn't ride version one would never know what they were missing. Those who rode version one definitely noticed the difference, you know, just in the overall enjoyment of the ride. So uh, I don't think you're right. Third time, third time's not a charm, but I don't think, I don't think this is a total failure either, because again, it's one of those three rides you have to rope drop in the morning in order in order to you know make sure that you're not waiting in a long line um the bigger failure here is that if there's a a hint of lightning uh test track is broken down for three hours right so you know if lightning is 30 miles away it's it's done (laughs) that that's it uh which happens a lot in florida so uh ride it early ride it often but yeah again i'm i'm relatively indifferent on this one all right can we all agree to point out one that disney did right they did right the new is better than the old and that is the universe of energy being replaced by guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind yes a hundred percent we can agree on that and that's coming from somebody who really enjoyed universe of energy too uh, th- so that's that's one of those where you take disney and you say okay Disney, it was time, right? Like it was time. Ellen didn't fit anymore. She was, you know, she didn't even look the same anymore. But let's call it what it is. They replace it with a top three attraction in Orlando. Absolutely. Right. Guardians is easily a top three attraction right up there with Velocicoaster and Hagrid's, in my opinion, in terms of the top three attractions. Uh, You know, Flight of Passage, Rise of Resistance in the conversation too. But it's... you know, for me, I was hardcore Rise of Resistance. That was my jam. And then I rode Guardians. I was like, yeah, peace out, Rise. <laughs> right? Like, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I even get motion sickness and I don't care. I'm still going on it because it's just that <laughs> awesome. Right? So, um, uh, yeah, they, they did it right. It's fantastic. John? Yeah, so I have yet to get a good experience other than POVs on this one the one opportunity I got to ride Guardians was when the three of us were playing golf and I got a return time (laughs) when I was about to tee off on the third green on the third hole so I can't give a valid comparison other than watching POVs and seeing everything else Based on that, it's by far leaps and bounds better. But hopefully, 
very soon I will be able to get on that with my next trip. I have built in our trip to ensure I get on this ride. John, I thoroughly enjoy playing golf with you, but you know, you may want to consider not playing golf with us anymore because every time you do something goes wrong. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that's wrong. I had high hopes and and expectations of getting a really early virtual queue and it just wasn't in my cards. But it is what for it those is. of you listening as a consolation to John, I did drive drive the golf cart in circles and sing September to it. <laughs> you did. You did. And that Even was through it in reverse a few times. <laughs> there were there were a few times where I thought I was uh I was gonna die when he was doing that, but that's another story. <laughs> to to simulate motion sickness, we gave John a concussion by hitting him with a golf ball. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else we can clean up on Epcot before um, before we uh, go? I will just say my two cents going OG. Uh, Kitchen Cabaret was better than Food Rocks, but Soren works better than all of them. Yes, thank you. Not even worth the discussion. Agreed. Not even worth. And I don't want to really go down the Horizons uh, rabbit hole with mission space because i think that's a no-win situation yeah, but yeah somebody's not... throwing up in that situation so yeah it doesn't matter so that brings us over to the studios and a very controversial ride gentlemen i'll clear the stage and let you attack yeah, so what he's talking about is the elephant in the room, and he is talking about the great movie ride compared to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. The big difference between the two is the great movie ride, for one, had actual live actors in the ride compared to the animatronic-driven ride that is now Mickey and Minnie's. I will say Mickey and Minnie's does do a great job of using the space and applying the space for an attraction. But the great movie ride is such a classic that I just, I, I, I it's very hard to compare the two because again, you've got the classic and then you've got an attraction with Mickey and Minnie. But I'm leaning towards the great movie ride because it was really, truly a great ride. I think this is uh, unlike the no-win situation we just talked about. I do think this is kind of a win-win, uh, to be honest with you. And I'm not trying to skate out of it because if I had to choose, I would actually take Mickey and Minnie's. Uh, and the real reason for me why is twofold. The first is, how can we go this long without a ride featuring Mickey and Minnie? Right. Like you got to have it. You got to have something somewhere. And they finally corrected that error and did that. Right. But the second reason why is because the great movie ride for as great as it was, was really the old school MGM studios. It was you ride that ride and you got Wizard of Oz and you got, you know, there are MGM elements in that that aren't really Disney elements anymore. You know, so. um for as classic as it was, as great as it was, as fun as it was to have the live act actors, as enjoyable as it was to break down after the gangster shot off the gun and was like, oh, well, this is awkward. Now we got to wait a few minutes, right? Like it, it was time to replace it with the evolution of what Hollywood Studios was becoming. So for me, um, both are great. Uh, again, Mickey and Minnie's has now been duplicated because of its success and its popularity. Great movie ride was a 10 minute walk on ride. Uh, by the time it was at its end, Mickey and Minnie's is a pretty popular attraction 45 minutes to an hour wait and and still eats up a lot of people. Um, so it's not that I'm indifferent on this one, I do have a I do have a preference, which is Mickey and Minnie's. Uh, I just I don't think it's worth a massive debate like people want to make it. Uh, I think I think that's short sighted to not look at what MGM Studios was versus what Hollywood Studios is when you come when comparing these. 
that's very well said. I'm going to land right between the two of you, okay, on this. Um, the great movie ride when the studios opened up in 86 was perfect because the scenes that played out was a great combination of old and classics and some newer genres like Alien and Raiders of the Lost Ark, etc. So there was good balance in there, right? Um, by the time they changed it, there was people, there was so many actors I'm trying to go back now, if I think. Other than Harrison Ford, I think everybody, every actor that was portrayed in all the scenes of the great movie ride was dead. So if that isn't evidence that it's time to refresh, right, when everybody you're talking about, there's no point. They're classics or whatever. And again, they happen to be MGM catalogs. What I would have done, because Disney is so IP crazy is use that opportunity with the great movie ride to take from their present catalog and introduce all the IPs that are classic now and everything. So basically Raiders could have probably stayed and everything else would have probably gone. But look at the, to your point, what the new studios was, look to the Disney um, uh, catalog, right? Of, of, of Disney movies, Pixar movies. Um, they could have, refreshed it a little bit more with even uh, some of the touch tones pictures that were out a little bit later and gotten rid of some of that old stuff that didn't, that didn't make sense. That's what I would have liked to see. And other than the fact that at the same time, they improved the studios by putting in both Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge to really make that a full day park by adding those two lands. I would have, revamped the good great movie ride and still had mickey and minnie's runaway railway and put it somewhere else there's still a lot of empty sound stages that's got nothing going on at them and probably never will right there's a few shows that are dormant would have been plenty of physical space those sound stages to put that ride um and and could have themed it uh appro appropriately you know whether it was spun off an avenue of of um uh, of toy story into the animations or in the animation courtyard putting it over there and tying mickey in there suitable near Walt's story in the animation courtyard getting rid of the you know the star wars meet and greet there's plenty of space there to blow that out you could have had both so that's that's my argument as you know in a perfect world you could have had both an updated gm um are to meet what you pointed out ryan it's not what it used to be this isn't your grandfather's studios this is a new place and and something to to pay um tribute to mickey at the same time in a physical area that was designed for animation and, and paying tribute to to walt and mickey to your to your point it would have been really cool this year especially to see if they had done something special in that ride for a hundred years of disney right, right? like that would have been a really cool update if they could have pulled it off um yep. and maybe they wouldn't have been able to but but god knows they have enough animatronics laying around that need to be repurposed into something so maybe they could but yeah i agree with you i mean you could very easily take um um you know the star wars area in animation um the animation i can't think of anything today you can very easily take the launch bay uh and you could move that into galaxy's edge it's just meet and greets and artifacts yeah. right so you could you could find ways to do that uh it's not a very popular uh, traveled area so you could have turned that into mickey and minnie's uh it's maybe not big enough but i don't know what's behind it so you know but but otherwise yeah i i agree that would have worked there because you know when the backstage tram tour became lights motor action and then became galaxy's edge i think we all know who our favorite is yeah that technically that area turned into rise of resistance right. so you can say rise of resistance became that area and first cool is the back alley you know tour is yeah rise of resistance is superior um you know number two or number three attraction in all of walt disney world right now um so hard to argue that one uh, as anything other than a good move you know i i think 
that really sums up a lot of the show. And there's only one thing I'd like to say about Animal Kingdom before we conclude the show. And that is when Tarzan Rocks was replaced by Finding Nemo oh, the God. Musical, <laughs> Jesus wept. <laughs> Carl yeah. wept too. Carl's still weeping. <laughs> it's still happening. He's not sour at all. There's no, no there's he's no, not there's sour not. at all. Some people are like, oh, the Pandora area, that, that ride over there with the boat that's like Pandora, small world, that thing sucks. Carl's like, give me Tarzan. <laughs> and with that note, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation Planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. <laughs>